This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The thing about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. We probably don't even need the words, the Name Your Price tool, to tell you that our humpback whale pup gives you options based on your budget or that our novelty hand buzzer helps you save on car insurance. And that's the thing about the tiny felt bag filled with marbles. At this point, you've heard a lot of ads about the elusive northern bobcat. The Name Your Price tool. <clears throat> the neighbor who baked you banana bread. Only from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Ghost in the Night, a Hauntings and Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to check out this podcast. If In the past week, past week or so, you've heard me talking about the public event at Post Town Elementary that is being put on by the Cincinnati Ghost Seekers. It's a $40 event. Go to CincyGhostTickets.com. That is the best way to get your tickets. Only $40. Get you a ghost hunting event, food, drinks, all that happy stuff. So if you've always wanted to get into paranormal investigating or experience, experience paranormal investigating, be sure to go get your tickets and head on out Halloween night to actually ghost hunt. It's a good time. I've been there in past years. I went to this event two years ago. And tonight we have a very special guest, the owner of Post Town Elementary, Daryl Wiseman. So stick around. Daryl, how are you doing this evening? Doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm just lovely. Uh, thank you so much for taking taking time to come on the podcast and discuss this very interesting location you happen to own and live at. Thank you. Yeah, it's an amazing place. Um, we've been here 16 years now. Really? And, uh, every day's different. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine, you know, I've lived in, I've lived in homes, you know, private homes pretty much all my life. Just about every home I've lived in has had some sort of activity, but not to the extent of what's been reported at your home. And right. that, that does pose a very interesting question I wanted to ask. How does one person end up living in a haunted school? How did that come about? Well, back in 2004, um, we lived about a mile and a half up the road, and there's a grocery store next door. And I'd come down to the grocery store and get stuff. And one day I drove down and got some stuff to grocery and pulled out to head back home. And I looked over and I thought, man, that place is going to pot. I mean, the windows were all busted out of it. It was weeds growed up taller. You could park a car in here and nobody would see it. But um, it just looked horrible. And I got to say, I went to school here in 1963, and I got to thinking, that'd be a neat place to have, you know. I was getting ready to retire out of my business and let my son-in-laws take it over and didn't have nothing to do. So I went and got my wife, and I said, let's go look at something, and we drove down here, and she goes, no, don't even think about it. And, I mean, it was rough. We, the door windows was broke out and stuff, so we walked up and put 
Rich in, pushed the bar door to open, and uh, walked inside, and it was just creepy. But there, at that time, there was homeless people, teenagers. This was just a big party house for them all. Yeah, it's been sitting empty for almost five years. Yeah. And I just had big visions in my mind of what all could be done with a building this size, you know. Um, we had our first grandchild at that time, and uh, our second one was due to be born any time. So that'd be so cool, you know, have a full court gymnasium the grandbabies could play in. Uh, just had a lot of thoughts in my mind, a lot of plans, a lot of retirement years, things to do, you know. Right. That's kind of how it started, and then I talked her into it. It just so happened we got it on her birthday, December 4th. So I told her this is her birthday present. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me ask one question. Now, prior to purchase, purchasing the uh, property, were you aware of any activity, paranormal activity that was going on there? Had it, had I'm not that familiar with it or the history of it. Uh, did you know of any activity at the location? Actually, no. I know I went to school here. My wife went to school here. Our kids went to school here. And, um, I actually didn't know anything about paranormal. Mm -hmm. I knew about haunted houses with chainsaws and clowns and all that. But paranormal, I didn't really know anything about. And we tried doing several things in the building. The county kept fighting us because of sprinkler systems and stuff like that. And it's an old building. And um, We was here for about four years. And a guy here working for me, helping me work, putting windows in. Um, I come down to get a new battery because the drill, the battery went dead on the drill, and I heard him running down the upstairs above me, and I thought something's wrong because John don't run; he's a big old boy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm I, in my mind, I'm seeing a piece of glass had fallen and cut him, and he's running to get help. So I grabbed the first aid kit and took off towards him. When I got up front, he was already at the bottom of the stairs trying to catch his breath. I'm looking for blood and stuff. And I said, what's wrong, John? What's wrong? There's something up there. I'm thinking, well, it's because we leave the doors propped open in the summertime and we're working. Dogs, possums, coons, anything walk in the doors. Right. So I, I had these big leather gloves come up past my elbows. I said, well, come on, I'll grab my gloves. I'll catch it. And he goes, dude, you ain't going to catch this. I'm like, what do you mean I ain't going to catch it? He said, you ain't going to catch it. I said, I'll get in one of the rooms, shut the door, I'll catch it. So if I can't catch it, I'll shoot it. And uh, he said, dude, it's a ghost. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. There ain't no such thing as ghosts. What are you talking about? And he said, uh, well, it has all that equipment, like on TV and stuff. Mm -hmm. They'll come and check it out for you. And I said, man, don't even say nothing like that around my wife and daughter. <laughs> I said, they'll be wanting to move out of here tomorrow, you know. And uh so we kept it under wraps a little bit. And every time I get done working in here, I go into the part we live in at night. And my wife's always watching them ghost shows and stuff. And one night I said, you know, John's got a, some friends that has one of these ghost hunting groups. That he says he'd love to bring them over here and let them go through the building. And my wife said, well, cool, let them do it. I said, what if they find something? She goes, I don't care. God's on my side. I ain't afraid of nothing. Hey, so I let him come over and I stayed up with him that whole night. 
they set up all their equipment and stuff, and every question they ask, they got a dead direct response. Really? And I'm, I'm one of them guys, there's a reason for everything, you know? So I'm thinking they're trying to trick me into thinking there's something here. You know, they're saying, can you make a noise for me? And bam, uh, can you wiggle that doorknob? And you hear it clicking and stuff. And I'm like, come on, man, there ain't no way. And then I start thinking, well, you know, I ain't never asked nothing to happen in here. And so it starts getting my curiosity. Well, it didn't take long. Somebody else is beating on the front door. And I go into the door, and it's a woman that says uh, she has a little ghost group. And she heard that that group was here and got some evidence. Could they come in and check it out? So I let them come in and check it out. And all the time, I'm staying with up there with them till 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. And then I got to get up and go to work at 7 in the morning. Yeah. And it was taking its toll. And I said, man, I got to quit this. I, I'm not going to go do this no more. And they was like, man, you don't have to stay with them. You know, just get them started and leave them. He said, they won't nobody bother nothing. He said, uh, they'll actually pay you to come in here and do this. I said, yeah, people's going to pay me money to come in here and walk around the dark with a five slide and tape recorder. It sounds crazy, but yes, yes, we will. And they do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Yeah. Now, quick That's question. How it all started. Yeah. Um, what is the craziest or scariest, whatever you, however you want to put it, thing you have experienced there, personally? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not a person that scares, I guess you'd say, but there's times you'll be coming up through the cafeteria with no lights on. Mm -hmm. You know, like at night when we go to bed, my wife or daughter would hear a bang or a, something, and they wouldn't lay down until I went and found what it was and because it was usually some teenage kids or a homeless person stuck in the building, up in the part we don't live in. Right. And so I got to where I wasn't finding nothing. Wasn't nobody in here. And so I would just tell them, ah, there was a window upstairs that was up and the blind was blowing and bouncing off the frame. And, you know, just so I could get to go to bed and get up to go to work next morning. And that's the way I would pacify whatever was happening. I didn't realize there really was something here making noises. Right. But the previous feelings when you come through the cafeteria in the dark, no flashlight or nothing, and it just feels like something's right behind you. Right. And I, I noticed myself, I'll pick up my pace a little bit, you know. Right. And look around real quick and there's nothing there. But I've been, I don't want to say attacked, I've been, I've had four holes jabbed in my forehead. Really? Woke up bleeding like crazy at four fifteen in the morning. I've had I've been thrown out of the bed. I've been I it got so bad I got a video camera on my bed that watches me sleep at night because things would happen they always happened while I was in bed asleep. And I got some videos. It's absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. I've been getting thrown out of the bed. I've got it where uh Sometimes I got a, I'm on my eighth hernia right now. And sometimes I can't lay down, so I'll throw a pillow on the floor and get on my knees and just lean up against the bed. And that's how I'm comfortable, so I'll just lean up against the bed and sleep. I got video of my shirt, shorts getting jerked off of me. I got, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's, but, no. are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, it sounded like it disconnected on me. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, 
we have video from about a month ago of a I don't know if you're familiar with the SLS. Yes. Okay. They had an SLS and it picked up a child up on the stair rail where the little girl was said to fell over and a shadow figure comes up and snatches the SLS. And that's impossible. They can't happen. Wow. Uh, the SLS is picking up the supposedly the spirit of something. Yeah. It's got two legs, two arms, you know, body and all that. Mm-hmm. And when this shadow comes up behind it, grabs it, everything on it shoots straight out. Like, oh, crap, something's got me, you know. And I've never seen that. I mean, that's my most amazing thing right now in my mind. Right, yeah. I mean, there's so many videos on YouTube and of other people's evidence they've got here and stuff like that. Right, yeah. But this this one's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's really interesting because... Like I said, I've been there before twice on two different occasions. One of them was this, you know, Halloween event a couple years ago. And one of the people I was with actually picked up on that little girl. She had, or he had, he was, you know, kind of me, some mediumship abilities. Yeah. He was sensitive. And he picked up on that little girl. And we were, we spoke earlier about, you know, that was kind of an urban legend, but there is documentation and you have talked to people that verified that a little girl did fall down the stairs, correct? Yes. But, yes. but here's the she did not die there. She died later at home, right? Right. Because right. that's always been kind of my philosophy. And I've always kind of wondered why schools, you, you know, I've investigated other schools that you know, had some activity. Why do schools have activity? Because it's not a big place for trauma unless it's, you know, abuse as a mental or some other kind right. of abuse, but you don't get a lot of deaths. You don't get a lot of that like you would get at a hospital or an asylum or a sanitarium or anything like it or jail. So right. where is that energy coming from? What do you think is behind the activity at? I've, I've talked to thousands of investigators that's come through here and I asked a lot of them, you know, why is this school haunted? You know, we don't have reports of a lot of deaths or nothing. We don't have, you know, there was some trauma things, but the result of didn't happen here. And and a lot of people says when you pass, if you don't cross over, you'll go to where you were the happiest. And to a lot of kids, elementary school was their happiest place. Right. So just assuming that could be true. And then I asked, you know, they'll be talking about other places they investigate. A lot of times, most of them go to cemeteries. Right, yeah. And I'm like, well, if when you pass, you go to where you were the happiest. I don't know anybody that was happy at a cemetery. Yeah. Right. When you go to visit your loved ones, you leave crying or sad because it's it's not a happy place to be. Yeah, I've always thought that was kind of weird. You know, that'd be the yeah. last place I would think a spirit would be. I'd, you know, at a cemetery. Right. You know, but but schools are, I would, you know, I think schools, I kind of have a working hypothesis. I would think schools are very ripe for possible residual type hauntings, and that maybe the best time to investigate a abandoned school or any place, you know, an education building would be maybe during the day when those places were the most active. Now, do you get a lot of activity during the day, you know, during like what would normally be school time hours? It's day and night. Just the outside noise is so much louder. It's harder to catch in the daytime. 
but we'll hear footsteps upstairs and nobody here, you know, in the middle of the day. It doesn't really change. It just it's harder to hear things at daytime because of all the outside activity right. everywhere. Yeah, with the traffic. With the traffic. Right. Everything. Yeah. Now the cafeteria where you've you've had a lot of experiences and I've been down there, it is a very it's it's a creepy place. I will especially if it's when it's dark and you're not yeah. in the flashlight with a flashlight and you're in pitch pitch black darkness. It's kind of disorienting. I mean, and I can, there is a weird feeling down there at times. And it's not all the time. I've been on our right. two different occasions, and it's not all the time. And I've heard stories, you know, we've talked about maybe, I heard originally maybe a janitor type figure. And you've mentioned to me earlier about, you know, a mean lunch lady. Me, but there is yeah. something down there that might not be as friendly as what people right exactly yeah which would explain some of the you know some of the stuff you've experienced yeah this building daytime and then when it gets dark this building takes on a whole new atmosphere i call it i mean just the the heavy feeling uh it's just when it gets dark the whole it's like a whole different building but I feel like a lot of times on the paranormal side, time split, you know, like midnight is noon, right, three right. o'clock in the morning is three o'clock in the afternoon. And the reason I say that is a lot of times we'll be here in about three or three fifteen. It'll sound like 30 kids going down the hallway or something. Yeah, see, that's the kind of stuff I would expect at a school, an abandoned school, yeah, stuff like see, that. To me, that's them getting out of school, but they don't get out of school at three fifteen in the morning. Right. In the afternoon, right? That's... And I think the stuff that happens around midnight is lunchtime, and that's why we hear so much around midnight. Right. And I just yeah, sometimes I feel like the times just twelve hours flipped. You know. That's. I mean, that's very possible. I've never really thought about that, but it does kind of make sense that uh, you know maybe things that happen. To me, I think, are a lot of things that are from something that somebody here had an attachment. When they left, it stayed here. And the spirits here didn't know what to do with it, so they bring it to me. But I'm asleep, so my subconscious has to deal with this. Another reason I say that is this past Saturday, there's a group here. And they were doing some kind of experiment with crystals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they were right above my kitchen. I could hear them walking around doing their thing. And uh, they left at 3 a.m. And about five minutes after four, I hear three distinctive different sets of footprints upstairs walking around. And I thought, well, they must have just went and got some meat or something and come back. So I go up check on them because I don't see a car nowhere. And I get upstairs and there's nobody up there. So I go back and watch the video cameras and you see me walk down the hall. All I got is in the hallways upstairs. And you see me walking down the hall and you, but there's never nobody else up there since they left at three o'clock. So whatever experiment they did trying to bring something out or whatever, it happened after they left, you know. Hmm. took it that long to manifest or whatever. Yeah. But I never seen nothing. All I could do was hear the footsteps and stuff. Right. 
Now, I know you have cameras all over the place, you know, security yeah. cameras. What kind of things have you caught on those cameras that lend credibility to the activity there? Every time something happens to me that I bleed, if I go back and look at the video cameras, door 109 opens on its own. And door 109 sticks so hard, you have to twist the knob and turn around backwards and kick it like a mule about four good kicks to get it to open. And, hmm. for, and I put a camera on it, and when it opens, it's just smooth and easy. Uh, it's got a piece of plexiglass in the window that vibrates real easy. It's not moving or doing anything. It just, door just swings open and stops. Wow. And when I get up and look at my cameras and that door standing open, I'm thinking, oh, crap. It's going to be a rough night sleeping the night. Yeah. That's kind of... Something always happens every right. time that door opens. Yeah, that's, that's never a good sign, especially when you know something's about to happen. Now, I know we spoke earlier about shadow figures. I caught a shadow figure there on the second floor in the hallway on my first visit there. And how's that going? Are things, shadow figures still seen there? Or shadow caught there? figures are getting more and more out there. I mean, they're, it's like they're not shy anymore. Or they're not afraid or whatever but everybody's seeing shadow figures now we're getting them on videos for um it used to be a once a month thing maybe or something like that it was so exciting and it's, now it's getting to where it's just common i mean it's everybody's seeing shadows it's hmm. i don't know what it is i don't know why it is so it seems like maybe the activity is ramping up a little bit. Right. Yeah. Now, have you have the occurrences with you, maybe the more intimidating, more violent ones, have they started rap, ramping up a little bit too, being more? Uh, no. Everything there has pretty much stayed the same. Uh, I put some new cameras up outside that have sound on them and stuff. And I only got three of them, but... Uh, the one that I got shining out the back on the playground area, we were sitting like Saturday night, and I was showing those cameras I put up. They're all three on the outside. And we're sitting there watching it. And it's like you can, it's like two o'clock in the morning, and you can hear kids chattering like they're up there playing and stuff. And they're like, listen to that. That's, I swear, there ain't, we can walk out there. There ain't nobody out back. Right. I mean, it's, it was. We walked out there, and it was dead silent, still nothing. Really? Yeah. Which goes along. Back in here and turn the camera on, and the camera's picking up sound of kids playing. Which that kind of goes along with your theory that times flipped in the spirit world, yeah. and two yeah. two o'clock would be you know possible recess time. Yeah, recess time. Yeah. yeah. Um, one other place that uh is a, kind of a hot spot that you know I've been in that part of the building is the principal's office. I know there's been a, a lot of activity reported there. You know, we've got some interesting responses on a ghost box and EVPs and some weird EMF type spikes. What's going on there? I just think the principal's office was probably the most active room in the building when it was occupied because there's constantly something going on in there. Right. And like you said, the, K2s, 
you know, some nights you go in there and you can't get them to quit. They're just uh, pagan all the way to red and stuff. Right. Uh, not... Some nights you go in there and they don't even light up. Right. Which and you lay a flashlight on the bookshelf in there and start talking to it. And if you're a boy, turn that light on. Bam, the light comes on. Or, I mean, if everything happens on command, you don't have to wait right. 10 minutes for it to do something. Or it, it's, it's fascinating to me. I just, I guess I was probably one of the biggest skeptics there was because I didn't know anything about paranormal ones. I'm no longer a skeptic on my T-shirts that says, when you leave, you believe. Yeah. It couldn't be no truer, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> um, one thing that when I was, we kind of focused, when I was there, we kind of focused on the doing an EVP session and a ghost box session about the train wreck that happened down the tr- it did happen on the property. It was a little bit away. I don't, about a mile down right, the track. Right, a mile, right, about a mile down the track. And we kind of focused on, you know, asking questions towards that. Because, you know, I firmly believe that that, just because it didn't happen on the location, the, that energy, that negative energy, that imprint on that atmosphere can bleed off into the building itself, your property. Because I've right. heard that, you know, people have had some encounters with, that relate to that train type, a train type accident. Have, yeah. have you heard or experienced anything that could? Well, I kind of wasn't a believer in the train stuff at all myself. And I, I've heard so many people come, man, you got to hear this. You got to hear this. And they're asking questions about the train. And it sounds like on a recorder, like a train locking its brakes, that metal to metal sound, screeching, and then a loud crash and people screaming. And I'm like, where'd you get that at? And he said, that was upstairs, that second room back. And I'm, you know, I don't know. It sounded like a train wreck. I don't know what it was or how it worked. And uh, so many ghost boxes get names and things. And they'll come in here and I got all the, the stories on the train wrecks, manifest of the passengers, and a lot of times the names they tell me will go through the book and look, and it's somebody that got killed on the train wreck or um, somebody that had a massive injury, and you know it, it's kind of like I can't deny the train stuff when you get it on EVPs, right? But just my personal opinion. I mean, it happened, the worst one was in 1910. The school wasn't built in 1937. But people say that it's something on the land. It doesn't have to be the building. It's right. the land. Very possible. Yeah. So, now, the train stuff, there is evidence of it. Now, is that uh, is that line still active? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but there's, it's an act, trains are always coming through there now still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> okay that's i mean that's one of those things you know it could be i don't discount that at all just from the fact that kind of accident has to affect the atmosphere the energy of the surrounding area and that could bleed over into the building to the school yeah. i mean it's not that far of a stretch to th- think that even a mile down the road all right well i mean then you got the great Miami river right here beside us. 
Right, which is that know, was a super highway for the Indians and stuff. Right, and I've had people play EVPs for me where the you can hear Indians chanting in the background. Really? You know, like hey, uh, you know, really, and you don't. How do you deny that? You know, right. I mean, you know, you can't, and that's you know, yeah. I've there's really something to paranormal activity and bodies of water especially flowing bodies of water. Water is a great yeah. conductor for energy, and I believe that's a lot of what the spirit world is and the paranormal activity is. It's energy transferring. And right. so you get a lot of locations, haunted locations, I should say, you know, by water, by rivers, or with underground wells, you know, right. underground streams. There is something to that. You know, a lot of people talk about limestone and all that other stuff, but I think water could play a very interesting role in paranormal activity and the reason some places do have paranormal activity and are very active and other places aren't. So that's, right. that's fascinating that, you know, the Great Miami runs, you know, that close to the property. And then another strange thing about that, down in the cafeteria, the whale was actually inside the building. Really? Yeah. And, uh, that's supposed to be illegal now. Mm-hmm. Back then, I guess it wasn't. But yeah, the whale's actually down in the cafeteria. Huh. That is very, you know, that just adds to my theory even that much more. That makes yeah. sense, you know. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the basement and the cafeteria being so, it just, it's creepy. I know it's dark and it's kind of confined with the way it's broke up. It's kind of weird. You know, you're walking in and out of, open rooms but they're open rooms it's kind of weird and it's kind of you know it's you know it's it's a cafeteria but you know it's you just i even got a and i don't get creeped out very rarely do i get creeped out and i was like even the first time i was down there i was like okay there is a little bit of a weird tingly type feeling down here but you know i didn't we did a session down there and i didn't get any evps or anything just kind of a weird feeling so i was like well maybe it's just me being down here in the basement knowing what i know and Maybe, but we'll see. But it's that makes sense, you know, with the well being down there. Yeah. Um, how many? I'm gonna, I'm going on a limb here and say business is pretty good. How many teams roll through there in a year? Uh, probably. I want to say a hundred to a hundred and fifty. Really? That's. I mean, that's yeah. a, that's an active. That's a lot of places. A lot of yeah. people come through there. Every Friday and Saturday night gets booked eventually. Yeah. And I get a lot of Sundays and Tuesdays and Mondays. And, right. Uh, a lot of people work weekends and they come on weekdays. And... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's good for business at least. I mean, it, yeah, because um, yeah, Robert reached, when Robert from the Cincinnati Ghost Chasers reached out to me, to kind of talk about and saying, you know, he wanted to sponsor the podcast. So to get some recognition for his event, his, his and your event, this Halloween, eat, this upcoming Saturday, Halloween, I said, sure, I'd love to. And, you know, he actually wanted me to come to the event and do a live podcast from there. And, yeah. and uh, unfortunately I had, he caught me a week too late. I have a prior engagement now, but I definitely want to get back there and, and come and do a live podcast from there to kind of yeah. do an investigation and see what we can see what we can find and yeah, documents. it's amazing. Yeah, 
one last question before I let you go, and thank you so much for spending your evening with me here. Okay. Have you had any bigger, you know, some of the TV shows reach out to you wanting to uh, investigate there? Yeah, I've, uh, I've been on Ghost Brothers. Um, my ghost story's been here twice. Okay. Uh, I've got. I've been on another TV show that I can't talk about yet because they haven't released nothing. Okay. Okay. Um, it's. Um, I've had a few. Yeah. Not. You know. I ain't had no Zach Bagans yet or nothing like that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure you want Zach and the boys because if if Zach and the boys show up there, you probably have demons and the place has, yeah. to, be burnt, has to be you know knocked down because <laughs> he never met a demon he didn't like. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I did know the Ghost Brothers had been there, which you know I actually like the Ghost Brothers. I, they amuse, yeah. they amuse me. They're funny when they. They you know, were like, they were here for nine days straight. Nine, nine days. Wow. Yeah. Um, did they? Yeah. I hadn't seen that. I heard they were there. I hadn't seen that episode. Which, yeah. It's kind of hard to find that. Yeah. Sometimes. The, the scariest stuff they didn't put on the episode. I don't know why. Really, but yeah, I mean that's that's cool that they've been there, and some of the bigger places have bigger teams and shows have been there which is you know helps you out and gets the name out there of course don't know how busy you want to be yeah that's 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 a downside to that well i'm going to let you go thank you once again for coming on and sharing your story about post on elementary and i hope the event saturday goes off without a hitch and everybody has a great time thank you yeah. for coming on all right thank you for having me all right we'll talk take, to you later see care. you soon I hope. all right take all care right. Bye. All righty. That was Daryl from Post Town Elementary. Um, it's a fascinating place for sure. And I think there is definitely something going on there. I mean, like the little girl that we talked about, um, the person I was with did pick up on that. The little girl fell, falling down the stairs and he wasn't from around here. So, you know, and I kind of got an eerie feeling at that location or the, on top of those stairs as well. I mean, I'm not sensitive by any stretch of any imagination, but it was very weird how he was picking up on that. And I did um, get kind of an eerie feeling about that. And with later research, you know, we did find out that she didn't die there, but it, we did, you know, validate that it did actually happen through some newspaper clippings that a girl did fall down the stairs now saying it was the same girl and what that, that gets a little tricky because this was kind of always an urban legend um but that place definitely there's something definitely going on there but it's it's kind of hit and miss like the first time i was there we got i got the shadow figure heard a lot of noises had a some weird ghost box sessions where you know i was getting hit on by a spirit which i did do a video on which is cool um but the second time i was there didn't really get much at all. I mean, so it's that's, but that's the paranormal, and that's what makes the paranormal so fascinating. At least to me, is you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes you can get abundance of activity, and sometimes you get bupkis. So that is going to wrap it up. Once again, thank Daryl for coming on. Be sure to get your tickets to go to the Halloween event with Daryl at Post Town Elementary and the Cincinnati Ghost Seekers. 40 bucks gets you a ticket and it gets you ghost hunting possible experience some of the stuff we just talked about it seems like 
activity is really starting to ramp up there. So there's a good chance you might get some good personal experiences at this place. So go to CincyGhostTickets.com or check out the Cincinnati Ghost Seekers on Facebook. Just search them in the search tool, search area, and they'll pop up. And I'm sure there's another link or direct message them or whatever. So be sure to get those tickets and head out there and join the Cincinnati Ghost Seekers. That's going to wrap it up. Thank you for taking time to listen to this podcast. And we will see you next time. Take care. New Extra Charge Hot and Iced Coffee from Dunkin' is made with 20% extra caffeine from green coffee extract because we could all use a little extra this year. Whether that's an extra boost, some extra boldness, or the drive to go the extra mile, we're extra ready for whatever comes our way and extra excited to take it on. Let's get it done with a medium extra charged coffee from Dunkin' for $2 with 20% more caffeine and pair it with snackable stuffed bagel minis for an added all-day boost. Order ahead on the Dunkin' app. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents.